0: Connor Wigman against the Miami secondary is the biggest matchup for the Aggies on Saturday. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today, we are going to discuss the biggest matchups for the Miami Hurricanes versus Texas A&M game coming up on Saturday. Goodness, this is going to be a fun one. I'm just day by day, I'm getting more excited for this football game. Also, my voice is still gone. I'm hoping it's coming back soon. I appreciate y'all bearing with me through this. Um... I think the biggest matchup for the Aggies on Saturday is going to be how well Connor Wigman is able to read the Miami secondary. Now we're going to run through first two segments today. All of the big matchups that I think are going to be crucial to Texas A&M winning this winning or losing this football game. But I think the biggest is Connor Wigman being able to read the secondary. The Miami Hurricanes have some outstanding safeties and a pretty dang good just Defensive backfielders in in general. Connor Wigman, of course, has yet to make a mistake. Um, mistake being an interception during his time as a college quarterback, he didn't last year in his few games playing for the Aggies, and he did not this season against New Mexico. Obviously, it's going to happen. As it, eventually Connor Wigman's going to throw an interception? It'd be great if he never did, but eventually, it's going to happen. I don't think you want it to be in this game. So, a big key for him is going to be reading the secondary. One of uh, Miami's starting safeties. Who, w- w- in segment three, we're going to discuss players to watch out for. So I won't name names. We'll, we'll save that for the end. But one of Miami's uh, safeties had six picks last year. Six interceptions. It's a lot of interceptions. Um, ball hawk. Guy just going to get the ball. Connor Wigman has to keep the football away from them. He has to not make mistakes, not throw in the double coverage, make sure that he's getting the ball to open receivers. And, you know, I think – that is going to be a big key here. You know, If it, interceptions lead to upsets. This game is technically an upset. You know, the Aggies are ranked. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites I've seen most places. This would be an upset if Miami were to win this game. Now, I think it'll be, you know, not a crazy upset because I think Miami's a good football team, but it would be an upset. So the way you create an upset is you create turnovers, you shorten the game, you, you know run the football well, you do everything well offensively, and you create havoc on defense. That's going to be what Miami's trying to do. They are going to want to turn over the Aggies a whole bunch if they are able to turn over Connor Wigman, maybe cause some fumbles, some sacks. That is Miami's way of winning this football game. Texas A&M has to know that and prevent that. You know, and I, I think a little bit that a little bit of that is going to be Coach Petrino. A little bit of that is going to be you know people just executing the play calls. But you know, y- y- I don't. I wouldn't go as far to say you want to call a safe game because you don't want to call a safe game. You want to. You want to really test because we talked about it yesterday here, right here on locked on Aggies of like, I mean, I'm excited from what I saw against New Mexico. I think this Texas State football team is going to be really good, but you're now going to see it against a power five opponent. And you're now going to see it against a football team that I think people are still sleeping on a little bit. Miami is a good football team, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's a quality football team, a good ACC opponent that, you know, after we saw what happened to Clemson, you never know, could win, the, could win the ACC. So, um, I think what we need to see, like I said, is Connerberg needs to take care of the football. That was one of my biggest off season concerns for wigs was his ability to just, you know, be smart with the football, make good decisions. I was impressed with all of the, every, everything we heard out of fall camp was positives. Everything we saw against New Mexico was positives when it comes to the um, Conor Briggs making, making good decisions. And I think he needs to continue to do that in this game. If he makes good decisions, I think Texas A&M wins this football game. I think they might even win it by, uh, you know, uh, maybe two touchdowns. If Texas A&M turns the ball over two or three times, I do not feel good about the Aggies winning this game because, you know, it's an away game. I know that we saw the Miami, you know, fan attendance wasn't all that great at the football game, but at the end of the day, it's on the road. You got to travel. You don't love any of those little intangible details that the Aggies are going to have to do for this football game. So, you know, I think... That we we need to see smart decisions from the Aggie quarterback, and if you see that, I feel pretty confident that the Aggies are going to win this football game. So that is my most important matchup: is Connor Wigman reading the secondary, reading the safeties and the quarterbacks, not throwing in the double coverage, not um you know letting letting the the players read his eyes, know where he's going with the football. Don't let the cornerback run the route for you. Um, you know, make smart decisions. If you make smart decisions, don't turn the ball over. I think Texas A&M wins this football game. Uh, My second one is the offensive line versus the defensive line. You know, I don't think I gave a big enough shout out to the offensive line for what they did giving Connor Wigman time against New Mexico. Now it's New Mexico. You know, it's uh, I'm not one for giving out, uh, you know, trophies again for, you know, for playing a not great football team. But at the end of the day, this offensive line did a good job giving Connor Wigman time in the pocket. And that is a big deal for this season. Now, running the ball, we've talked about it, I'm not concerned about it, but it, I wasn't as excited about how, how that kind of panned out. I think you're going to see a lot better. I, I think the run game is going to be a lot better against Miami, but I think that's the biggest matchup. Texas a I and mean, I mean, Miami, excuse me. First of all, one thing to preface here, I pulled up um, PFF, did like a all an uh, ACC, all, all preseason ACC kind of thing, you know, for players. And, I mean, it was just – there were so many Miami hurricanes on, on, on these teams. I mean, I'd almost, I mean, it's like every charter was on one of these teams. There was like six or seven of these guys on the first team offense and defense. I mean, it's, this is a talented football team. It is. It's kind of like, I think you could almost kind of compare. I mean, you really could actually, I mean, I don't think this is a crazy stretch, but you could compare Miami and um, Texas A&M in a few ways in that Miami gets talented players. Miami has talent on their roster. It's second year with Coach Cristobal over there. And, you know, so I think they're on the 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 come up. I just don't know if it's this season or if it's down the road. But, you know, this is a good football team. A team Aggie fans and the Aggie football team needs to not take lightly. It's a dang good team. So, you know, I think the offensive line needs to get a push against this defensive line to create holes for the running backs. I think that – I think the offense was a little bit – more simple against New Mexico than it's going to be throughout the year. And it's smart, you know, Um, I think a team like, I'll give you an example. I was looking at some SEC schedules, Kentucky, right? Kentucky's first three games are against horrible, horrible opponents. You know, then you get some other schools, um, Auburn, their first game was against a bad team. Then they go and play Cal. Cal's obviously not as good as Miami, but my my point to bring that up is if I'm Kentucky I don't mind showing a few gadget plays because at the end of the day, I mean, you're not playing a relevant opponent for a while. If I if I'm Auburn or A&M in a situation where you are have a have a power 5 opponent week 2, you don't want to show anything week 1. You want to save all of your crazy gadget cool plays for your big time matchup and for Texas A&M, that's Miami coming up this Saturday and I think you need I think the offensive line, you know, they're gonna. I think they're gonna create holes, but I think you're gonna see a lot more. Like I talked about this a little bit yesterday, I think you're gonna see Anaya take a gadget play to the house. I think you're gonna see a lot more stuff like that go down. I think it's gonna be, um, you know, I, I think you're gonna see a, 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 an offense that's more complex this week, more trick plays, maybe more crazy stuff. Coach Petrino is gonna pull um, tricks out of the bag, you know, tricks out of his sleeve. I feel pretty confident about about the offense doing some crazy stuff this week, which is exciting and fun. Um, but that's that's my second biggest matchup is the offensive line creating running room for the defensive line. I mean, I mean, creating running room for the running backs. You, 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 you have to get push against this team. They have a solid um, defensive line. Miami of Ohio did not run the ball well or really throw the ball well. This defense was pretty stout against Miami of Ohio. I get it. That's Miami of Ohio. But at the end of the day, I think Miami has a good defense, and I think you're going to have to do a good job moving the football and putting up points. um, You know, they have a a a quarterback who's been around a while. They have some older players, so you know, older players lead to upsets, and so you want to make sure that you are just playing your game, doing stuff right, doing it the right way. Um, So I'm really hoping to see the offensive line get a big push, and Amari Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, and Ruben Owens, and even David Bailey running the rock well. You know, getting holes. Because what's that going to do? If you run the ball well, all it's going to do is make Connor Wigman, Coach Petrino, and these wide receivers' lives easier. If they're able to, if you're able to run the ball and then you, you know, do a little play action, Evan Stewart's going to be just wide open looking for the pass. I mean, it, the running game creates holes in the passing game, and, and that is why you, you have to be balanced. and I think you're going to see a lot more balanced attack for the Aggies on Saturday against Miami Hurricanes, and I'm excited to see it play out on the field. My next biggest matchup is, I think it's got to be the Texas a and defensive line versus the Miami offensive line, which we will discuss coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay motor, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. So, you know, I do, I think that the, the defensive line versus the offensive line is the, is the next, you know, big matchup we need to see. Miami ran the ball well. They Their offensive line and running backs graded out well on PFF. So this football team can run the rock a little bit, and you're going to have to not let them do it. So, And we've talked about it last week. I was, I was happy with the Texas A&M defense last week. Obviously, there were things I'd like to see improved. There were things I'd like to see better. But everything I saw against New Mexico, I kind of looked at it and I went, there's nothing I'm looking at right now that I don't think Texas A&M can get can improve on in this short little one-week period to get ready for the Miami Hurricanes. So I think that you need to push back on their offensive line. Don't let them create holes for their running backs. They have a lot of running backs. They had three guys with nine carries, and all three of these guys put up a good amount of yards. They all graded out well on PFF as this offensive line. This offensive line had three guys on the PFF top 20. uh, I'm sorry, the PFF all ACC list that I was talking about. The ag, I mean, the Hurricanes had three players on that list. So, um, on the offensive line, so it's a talented running back room. It's a talented offensive line, and you know they're going to give quarterback Tyler Van Dyke time in the pocket. But I think that the defensive line needs to get after the offensive line, not just to stop the run, but you got to get after the quarterback. You got to create. Sack. I'd love to see a whole bunch of sacks this week. If you could make this Texas, I mean, this uh, Miami offensive line look silly get around them, sack the quarterback a whole bunch, I would feel really good about the outlook for this Texas A&M football team. So getting after the quarterback is going to be a big key. I think getting after stopping the run is going to be a big key. It's still – I'd say that I feel, you know, if I was – if my concern level out of 10 before the start of the season for Texas A&M's ability to stop the run, let's say it was an 8 to start the year, I'd say after the the New Mexico game, it's a five for me. I I, I still I want to see that get down to a zero, and I think if you, you know, hold Miami to less to like less than like 130 yards on the ground, 120, I feel pretty good about it. Because um, here's the deal: it's college football. You're not going to hold a team to seven run to seven rushing yards. I mean, I mean, teams are going to run the ball well. They're going to put up a, a, yards on the ground. It's going to happen. But you just have to minimize it. And a team like Miami that likes to run the football, you know, they they ran the ball. I thought better than they put it through the air against Miami of Ohio. So you know if you hold a team like that till buck twenty, I'm not upset about it at all. So um especially if you win the football game, you know, I mean, I'm not upset about that one bit. So that's gonna be a big key here. You know, a, a way to not let an upset happen is to get after the other team's quarterback. Don't let them pick up third downs. If it's third and long, Go get him, Fadil Diggs, LT Overton, guys. Go get the quarterback. Um, You know the pass rushers. Anybody, Walt. Go get through, break through, break through, and go get the quarterback. You know, go get them. Don't let them have forever in the pocket on third down. I've, you know, I know that there's different schools to schools of thought to defenses, but I love just going and getting after a quarterback. Um, I mean that's just my opinion on defense. So I want to see the Aggie defensive line get after get after Tyler Van Dyke all game long. I want to see him on his back a whole bunch. Um, You know, I want to see him not have time in the pocket. I want to see him make poor decisions. I want to see bad decisions lead to interceptions landing in the hands of Damani Richardson and Josh DeBerry, Tariq Chappelle. I want to see interceptions ending up in Texas A&M secondary's hands. So, you know, and a lot of that, I think a lot of times these bad decisions are created by – um Getting after the quarterback. Get after the quarterback. He's gonna make bad decisions. So I want to see Texas a AM's defensive line get after Tyler Van Dyke all game long. And if they do that, once again, that's another thing. I'm gonna feel a lot more confident about the Aggies winning this football game. The next one is going to be the wide receivers against the secondary. Just like we talked about with Connor Wigman. Here's the deal: Connor Wigman can't win the battle if the receivers aren't open. You know, he can't win his battle against the secondary. He can't not make mistakes. If the wide receivers aren't getting separation, you have to get separation. Um, am I concerned about Texas A&M getting separation? No. No, I mean, no. I think that you're gonna see and I don't care. I don't care how good Miami secondary is. I think you're gonna see Texas AM receivers running open all game long and frankly all season long. Um, you know, whether it's Noah Moose. Uh, it's Anias or it's Evan. I mean, I, I think these guys are going to be running open all game long. Heck, I mean, maybe even if it's Jode, I mean, I think you're going to see these guys running open, and that's going to make Connor Wigman's life easier. I mean, we can sit here and talk about how good Connor Wigman was last Saturday, how good he's going to be this Saturday. But at the end of the day, he, um, he, I think he needs to buy a steak dinner for those receivers because they are open. They're making plays for him. Now, he's putting the ball in their hands. He's doing a great job of it. But this wide receiver room is so talented. We did talked about that on yesterday's Locked on Aggies, as you everydayers know. know. Uh, but, you know, that's just – that's what I want to see is more separation. I think, you know, we, we all get blindsided by playing well against a team and then you you remind yourself, okay, well, it's New Mexico. Um, I'm a big believer in the eye test. You have to pass the eye test. Everything I saw passed the eye test against New Mexico. Um, and so now you have to go pass the eye test against Power 5 team. If you go pass the eye test against Power 5 team – then we're really, really in business here. So I want to see that play out. I want to see these wide receivers running open all game long and Connor Wigman hitting them in stride, hitting them for touchdowns. I mean, if Connor Wigman could have, you know, 60-year-plus completion percentage, 300 yards and three touchdowns in this game, I'm sold on him. I'm sold on this receiver room, and I'm sold on this offense and Coach Petrino. I mean, that's all it takes. Do it against a Power 5 team. I am bought in more so than I am right now. Um, So that's what I want to see. I want to see wide receivers winning against the secondary, running open all game long. I know it's a talented secondary, but if they do that, if they're running open against this talented secondary, all that tells me is this is going to be a dang good football team this season. Um, Miami had a 40-yard kickoff return against Miami of Ohio. So is that like one of the – biggest matchups of the of this of the game of the season. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I mean of the of the game, I don't think so. But I do think, you know, special teams are a big deal. I think you see special teams bite teams in the behind a lot and you don't want to see that happen. You wanna see I don't wanna see I mean, and those are, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I, I, think you, I always talk about in basketball, I think the biggest momentum thing, uh, you could argue it's a big three, but I think it's a big dunk, a big slam dunk. I think it's a momentum thing. If a team, you know, if, if you make a stop and you return a punt 52 yards and you're setting yourself up on the, in the other team's side of the 50, or if you take a kickoff and uh, return it 49 yards and you're setting yourself up in your midfield, you know, I think that is momentum. I don't think I know that's momentum. So, and, and it's like, except, like let's say Texas A&M goes down and scores touchdown, goes up 7-0. You're feeling good. The Aggie fans are, are, are rocking and rolling. The team looks great. And then you kick it off and they take it, they bring it back to the Aggies 40 or take it to the house. That kills momentum. You cannot let them get big returns. That creates momentum. That And once again, momentum leads to upsets. You can't let them sustain momentum. I'm a big believer in momentum. Um, and you can't let them sustain it. So if somebody picks up momentum, if something happens, you have to get it back, turn it off just like that. So I definitely want to see the, um, you know, I definitely want to see Texas A&M. If there's any kind of momentum gained by Miami, I want to see it ended quickly. I don't like momentum. I don't like it for the other teams. I don't like a lot of momentum. Get rid of it quick. So special teams, they also Miami has a good kicker. Let me pull that up. I think he was three for three. Um, sh- 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 let me double check. Um, yes, he was three for three on field goals, and he all made all three of his extra points. So, you know, good kicking game. I don't like to see that. I like I like when a when a when a coach has a shaky kicker, but obviously this guy can can split the uprights. So, you know, don't let him. Or, or if he's gonna kick, go block it. So I think those are the biggest matchups for this game. We will have um, we're going to do a little Locked On crossover for Thursday's episode with Locked On uh, Miami or Locked On Hurricanes host Alex Dono. He's great, one of the best in the company. I mean, he's just awesome. So we'll have him on to break down this game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Give everybody all the Miami fi- Miami fans insight on the Aggies and Aggie fans insight um, of the Miami Hurricanes. So that's gonna be fun. That'll be coming up on Thursday's episode of Locked On Aggies. Let's talk about some players on the Miami football team that Texas A&M fans need to be watching out for as we prepare to head on down to Florida and take on the Miami Hurricanes. We'll discuss that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. I talked about it. Miami has a talented football team. They have a talented, you know, a good blue chip ratio, good football players. You know, it's a good team, good football team. It's This is not a walkover game. You know, I, I had a Miami fan comment on my on, on yesterday's episode, something, you know, you all aren't going to run over us. So it wasn't, you know, just being, being you know, a little friendly, poking and fun. And I was like, I agree. This is not a team that I think if, if Texas A&M wins it big, I think that just, I I think that just shows how good Texas A&M is, not how bad Miami is. So this is a good football team. Um, And I don't think the Aggies are just going to go and run away with this one easy. I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a little closer than people anticipate. So let's discuss some players that the Aggies need to watch out for. First two are safeties, Cameron Kitchens and James Williams. These are the two safeties that are, I mean, some of the best safeties in college football one of the best safety rooms in college football. You have to watch out for these guys. And this is going to come down to Connor Wickman. You got to keep the football away from him. You have to make smart decisions. You have to do everything right, because if you make mistakes, these guys will kill you. And that's like I said. Um, now, James Williams, I mean, a big son of guns, 6'5", 215. That is a big old safety. And then Cameron Kitchens is the one he had in 2022. He had six interceptions. He actually took one of those to the house. So, I mean, it's a talented safety room. You have to watch out for these guys. Keep the football away from them. The running back room against Miami of Ohio had a good game. You had Henry Parrish Jr., nine carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Mark Fletcher Jr., nine carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. And both of these guys also graded out really well on PFF. Um, so, you know, that, that I, it depends where you stand on PFF. I'm a pro PFF guy. I think those numbers are are, are meaningful, and these guys graded out well. So, um, running backs were good. Offensive line, once again, graded out well. Matt Lee, Javon Cohen, good offensive line, talented players that are grading out well on PFF. Um, so the offensive line, you have to, the Aggie defensive line needs to get a push on these guys. And then quarterback Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, you know, he has been um, around for a while. He, he's a quarterback. I wouldn't say he had the most clean game ever the other day against Miami of Ohio, but He's a quarterback. He's played college football. He's a veteran guy. You got to, you know, be careful and be smart and make sure that he, that you're getting after him and that you are, um, you know, you, you got to make sure that you're getting in his face. You have to make sure that you're making him make bad decisions, make him create bad decisions in the Aggers to win this football game. But once again, he's a guy, he's played a lot of college football. He's been around. So, you know, older team, older guy. And then the wide receiver room, Colby Young, Xavier Restrepo and Jacoby George all had good games. Young was four for 79 with a touchdown. Restrepo was five for 68. And George was six for 56. Both of the, all three of these guys once again graded out well on PFF. Pretty much the whole team did, except for they had, they have one talented defensive lineman that did not grade out well on PFF. But aside from him, I mean, this team graded out well. It's a good football team. This is a good Miami football team. And Texas A&M fans, we need to know that. I mean, this is a team. Do I think Texas A&M wins this game? Yes. Do I think they cover? Yes. But at the end of the day, I think if you go in and you don't play your game, you don't play well, you're you're lulling through the game, you're not playing hard, I think the Hurricanes can beat you. So you have got to take this game extremely serious. You have to you know, play hard from every single snap, kickoff to end of the game, you have to play your game and play the right way. Play a smart football game. If you're able to do that, I think Texas A&M is going to take care of business. But it's going to be a fun one. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Like I said, we will have Alex Dono on the show. It'll be a crossover show um, on what we were him and I are recording, and that'll be up on Thursday. So it's going to be a fun show for Locked. You know, it's going to be it. It really is. It's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to see. Um, what he thinks about this upcoming game. It's going to be a fun one. I'm just flat out excited to talk a little Aggie and Hurricane football with Dono. He's a good guy, great analyst of the football teams. Be fun. Um, Tech m fans, all you everydayers here at Locked on Aggies are going to get to know everything you need to know about the Aggies matchup with the Miami Hurricanes. Like I said, though, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. It's fun to be talking football with y'all on a day-to-day basis. Hope you have a great rest of your day today. hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, and we will see you tomorrow.